This is the Talking Buds Podcast. Welcome to episode 59 of the Talking Buds Podcast. 59 episodes, Ryan. Can you believe that? Yeah, 59. 5'9. Five, Not I really a number. I can't really think of a player who wore that number, but 59 seems like a big, big number. I looked at that today and I was like, I can't believe we've done 59 episodes already. And that's not even including the postseason pints. No. So, like, so that's that, a total that's... of that's a total of 66 episodes. Yeah. But the postseason pints exist unto themselves. And not to dampen the mood this uh under a minute into the show here, but this should be a postseason pint, right? Yeah, I know. It's very disappointing. And we're just missing it. Just missing the game. Just missing losing our minds over how awful they can be sometimes and how good they can be sometimes and the up and down and the inconsistencies You're and the good missing. times and the bad times and the new coaches and the new backup goalies and Freddie Anderson's not playing well. He's playing well. Matthews is all over the place. He's invisible. Like it's just the back and forth nonstop opinions. They're just we're just gone watching a playoff game, which would feature them getting hemmed in for three periods. Absolutely. Still picking up the W. I know. And just being like stoked. Yeah. Like whatever. They got dummied, but they're they're They they held on. They were in there and somehow it gets to seven games and they blow it. Yeah. We don't get past the first round again. What's uh, what's your beverage of choice this week, Ryan? I'm going with a Cotty Springs peach. Oh, that was almost also in sync going, there. Yeah, I'm also going with Cotty Springs peach, buddy. We were like dead in sync there. We were dead in sync. That is our favorite beverage on this mm. podcast. If you checked the Insta story, I got tossed a few new flavors and a, and a few new beverages that they're coming out with. And man, they're delicious. I was on their Instagram today and noticed that they're doing next business day delivery. So you better believe that I promptly hopped on and ordered two eight packs. Yeah, my boy Ryan Miller, Cody Springs, he's always coming through. And and he I I tried this new thing called a wake water. And I know everyone on here who's like a hardcore coffee drinker or just kind of a health nut in general is gonna like want to punch me in the face when I say this, but I'm, I'm a huge Red Bull guy. I know it's awful for you. I've heard everything in the book about how bad Red Bull is for you. I just, I just enjoy a Red Bull. I I work a very physical job. I I don't get a lot of sleep. I'm not a big long sleeper. I usually get five hours a night. So I I, I'm kind of tired. So I like a good Red Bull. This wake water that he gave me. It's a sparkling caffeinated water with zero carbs, zero sugar, the whole bit that makes you all fired up to drink something. And man, you got to try these. These are so good, man. Oh, on the, on the package, it's like only drink two a day. And I, now I know why they say that. Because oh, it just... Oh, man. Like, oh, they are so good. Is it so by Cottage good. Springs? 
I, I don't know if it's by car. I, it's by like kind of the same company. I feel like I don't want to, I don't want to sound, I don't want Ryan to listen to this and kind of be like, Oh, what an idiot. But I'm not a hundred percent sure it must be because he hooked me up, but man, these are so good. Like, Whoa, I could drink a million of them. Definitely. Uh, I'll Delicious. have to look that up and try that out myself. Cause I'm always looking for, uh, to cut back on the coffee intake. I used to be a three a day guy and now I'm down to one. Three a day. Yep. Dude, I gotta just have a full man conversation with you right now. All right. Like the 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 coffees, if you have too many of them, like I, I the bathroom breaks are just <laughs> the smell that's that's coming from what you're drinking, it, it's no good for me, man. No, and the I get the jitters. The jitteries. I'm a big time jitter guy. Like there's a couple times like back in the days where you used to go in the office to go to work where you'd be sitting in the afternoon meeting and I'd be like, I'll just have another coffee to wake me up before this. And then like 20 minutes in, I'm sitting there and my knees doing the thing where it's like going up and down. Yeah. That's annoying. Full blown jitters. Yeah. But How are you, just, uh, it's just nice to like, dr- I always enjoy just drinking something that's not water, which is not good for you, but just having a nice little boring. Having a nice little treat is just, yep. it, it's 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 a difference in a in a great day for me. How are you um, holding up in this new COVID nineteen world? I just can't stop eating. <laughs> like that's the biggest problem in all this. Oh yeah, no, for me it's the other it's the other uh, it's the other way, bud. The fiance and I just we look forward. We're both working from home, and we just look forward to that five p.m. happy hour every day. Yeah, I find myself kind of just like chilling through some of the days now. Like I'll go like three or four days like this week without it, and then like when the weekend comes around, I'll do it. But just the food, man! Like uh, whoa, the snacks, just. All we do is just cook breakfast, cook lunch, cook dinner, make a dessert, have snacks after that. It's just, I stepped on the scale today, and boy, it is, You had a realization. Yeah, it's not good. It's not great. I, I am not the thinnest I've ever been. I am not in great shape, to say the least. Well, it's it's hard. Like, that's the biggest challenge I'm finding of this is remaining active and staying healthy. Like, it's like we've been going for walks around the neighborhood, but it's like it's been freezing the last couple of days. It's like, I don't want to go for a walk in this, especially like two weeks ago. The weather was all nice, nice and sunny. Go out and do an hour, do a good 5K, come back feeling good. And now it's like it's freezing. Yeah, Yeah, the snow today up north was shocking, to say the least. Yeah. And just, we're halfway through April. I know. I know. I'm wait, I'm waiting for the good weather. Everybody is. But today, the the weather up north, whoa. It was legit. Like there was some serious whiteouts going on. It snowed here in the city too. I back to your other point though, like I just find it so difficult to be active indoors in your house. Like I've a couple times in my life I've decided to get in good shape. And I've like went to the gym for like a couple months, did the whole diet thing, just eating boring foods and like getting in really good shape. 
And then eventually I just kind of fall out of it. And I, I've tried to do the whole home workout thing in the past with just the push-ups and the pull-ups. And if you have some dumbbells, you do what you, you have to do with them and just an ab workout. But man, that is just working out from home just sucks, man. Like it is yeah. not sustainable at all. It's hard to find the motivation. That's no, for like, sure. oh, I, I just, I, I have no interest when I wake up in the morning to do, go down to my workout area, my house and do a hundred pushups. Like I just, or, or run around the block and get some cardio in like, Oh man, when I wake up, I am lazy. No, <laughs> I go to bed. I'm the most motivated guy in the world before bed. Everything that's wrong in my life. I got an answer for it. I got a solution. And then I wake up in the morning and it's just gone. See you later. Like just right back to where I was yesterday morning. I feel like most people are like that, buddy. I'm exactly like that too. When this whole thing started, I was like, I'm going to get in a routine. I'm going to go for a walk every day. I'm going to get up early. Like get up early. That was that. What's the the wake up time for you? Oh, well, like, so we're working from home, right? So it's a standard nine to five work day. So I'm getting up at like 8.30. That's awesome, though. Wheeling into the kitchen, f- turning on the coffee maker, sitting down at the laptop, and just working. And then at like sometime around noon, you kind of pause, go have your shower, come back out, and work through the afternoon. Are you, are you still a, a one-a-day coffee guy at home? Or do you oh, yeah. count like the cup? As being a little smaller than a Timmy's cup? Are you usually a large guy? You seem like a large guy. No, I cut that back in the new year. The new year was when I changed my coffee habit. So last year I was doing three a day. I was doing a large in the morning and then two smalls later in the day. And those were spread out through different times. Sometimes it was one, sometimes it was two. Then one of my new year's resolutions was I was going to dial back the coffee. So... I started doing a medium in the morning. And then if I needed a boost in the afternoon, I would do a small tea. Because for some oh, reason, yeah. I just good, rationalized I, I enjoy it. a good tea as well. Yeah, I rationalized it in my mind that a tea is better than a coffee. What's the, what's the coffee order for a large? Well, two like, milk, what, one sugar. Two milk, one. Yeah, it's respectable. That's a respectable coffee order. Yeah. You're not like rattled me. When you're, I, don't I, you get rattled when you're... Cream. But don't you get rattled when you're in the uh, the line with someone and they do like a triple triple? It's like that's a lot of sugar. Yeah, for me, tri- it's not even a triple about triple the- triple's aggressive, man. Uh, maybe for an extra large, uh, I could I could be like okay, but if anybody who's getting a medium triple triple is a psychopath, and I apologize if you're listening to this well, podcast and order a triple triple. I just think it's very aggressive. <laughs> for me, it's like it's not even like the the triple milk or the triple cream it's like whatever but th- that's a lot of sugar yeah it is i'll even throw a two sugar in sometimes because i just have a sweet tooth and it's probably why i've had a root canal and i'm this young but i just like three sugars is a lot that's a lot of, that's not even coffee you might as well just go buy a pop like go buy a juice at the convenience store if you just want three sugars in your coffee all right, so we've uh, made it 11 and a half minutes into this thing and haven't talked about hockey once. Well, it's hard to talk about hockey when hockey is not going on. And <laughs> 
And it's, yeah, it's the same as it has been. Gary Bettman making the TV rounds earlier this week, talking about how, you know, they can play into the summer and like on the other sports leagues too. Like you hear Adam Silver saying the same thing about the NBA. Ridiculous. Yeah, it's just no. like. But do you. I just don't see it, dude. Like, yeah, I don't me, know give how. Me your, give me your take on this first. Like, I want to hear your take on any league coming back at, okay, at, so by first September. First and foremost, Dr. Fauci in the U.S. Who, we're not going to get into U.S. politics. I'm sure you all know who it is. We all follow Donald Trump stuff on social media. We're all, we're all aware of what an absolute tire fire it is in the U.S. right now with COVID-19. So... We don't need to get into that. But he made the proposal, I think it was yesterday, where he said it could be done, but you'd have to do it all in one location, and the players would have to be monitored coming in and out of the building, and they would all have to stay in hotels and, like, quarantined hotels under surveillance and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, that sounds like jail. That doesn't sound like pro sports. 100%. Yes, I'm sure they would be in a nice hotel room. But, like, I just don't see how you come back without a vaccine like i'm a huge concert guy huge concert guy i had tickets to like seven different shows this summer all right i have over time come to the realization that i won't be attending any of those seven shows and i read an article over the weekend that someone who works at the cdc had said that best case i repeat ryan best case Concerts won't be a viable option until the fall of 2021. Yeah, I believe it. You think about that from a sports perspective. Sports are different. Concerts, you have to have an audience. Sports, you don't necessarily have to have an audience. But it's still a lot of people in one space at one time. I just don't see, and the, obviously the leagues, like no one want, like Batman and Daly don't want to be the first ones to come out and say, we're canceling the rest of the season. Like they're not going to do that. Just like they, they waited for the NBA to cease operations. It'll be the same thing here. But how do you come back if there's no vaccine? I just, cause one guy gets it. You shut the whole thing down. Like I sound like a broken record. I've had this conversation with so many people and it's just like, I, I don't see it, dude. Like I don't see how you come back without a vaccine like it could be well into next year before sports are back yeah i totally agree with what you said earlier how the way they're like proposing how they could do all this is it it does sound like a jail why would every player move to a certain location and be in a hotel for months for months, like what? What about their families? Is their kids? Are their kids coming? Are there, are their wives coming? And if they aren't, can they see them? What if one guy gets hurt and they have to call another guy up from the minor leagues? What's that guy doing? Yep. Where is he? Exactly. Is he there? Exactly. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, well, I mean, if, you, if, just... if the NBA was going to do a, a week long tournament to decide the NBA championship, fine. Like, I could see that happening. But you want to do a whole regular season like that or a whole playoff schedule like that? No. That is just so unrealistic. Like, whoa. Yeah. And it's like, if you are so insistent, I saw something on um, Twitter the other day too where they were like, well, we got to make sure that what we do is fair to the bubble teams. It's like, no. 
No, had you been better in Shut the, up. Yeah, had you been better in the 70 games or whatever it was that you played, you'd be in the playoffs. Sorry, yeah, thanks for coming. Shut up. Yeah. Like that is such a like this is way bigger. If the leagues want to figure something out and and it's whatever like you're just going to have to sit this one out, man. Like this is just a different animal here. It's not like the the league got cut off because of the NHLPA and the NH and Gary Bettman are, are disputing something like, no, this is something we've never seen before. So if they did do something. It's like cry me a river. I don't care. You're not in shut up. Yeah, exactly. You got to figure so it I, out if you're going to do it. I just, so I, I don't see it, man. Like I don't No, I don't see it. And I, and I don't the, know what like, your alternative is. And like I said, like you mentioned the, the concerts earlier. I, I, I went to, I want to go to a concert this summer and they, and they said that they're going to move it to September. And it's like, I, what? Like, that's not going to happen in September. Dude. I think, I think there's still just like such a hesitation. It's the same thing with the sports leagues. It's like the financial ramifications of canceling and the impact it has on the business side of your league or in your case, like your festival, like of, of the seven concerts I mentioned earlier, like, over half of them have not been officially canceled as of yet. And it's like some of them, like one of them is in like early June and it's like, that's not happening. So I don't know what you guys are waiting for, but you should probably just call it a day. Yeah. And it's, it's almost like everybody's just playing things by ear and just day by day. Like they want to extend the lockdown another 28 days, bringing it back to home. And it's, and it's like, People are like, there's no way they could open up after that. It would ruin the economy. And it's like, I just, like, it's so hard to know. Like, we don't, like, ugh. Like, it's like you're you're helpless. Like, you don't know. Like, yeah. nobody knows anything. Nope. These festivals, these concerts, they don't want to say it's canceled and they're going to have to figure out a whole new strategy about refunding everybody's money. Like, it's just, it's a tough spot to be in. And in sports, it's, like, what 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 is an NBA final without a sold out arena, you know? Exactly. Like, well, this is what I keep saying, Ryan. And sometimes I get like a really positive response to this. And other times I get like a lukewarm response, but like, I'm such a huge believer that like, if you are going to insist that sports is going to continue, this is your opportunity to really do something with the television product. Like if we're going to limit the people in wherever it is and in, in the rink like i'm i am in favor just do it in a closed set like we don't need to do it in an empty 20,000 seat arena build a rink in a closed set environment like get a sound stage and build a hockey rink in it put cameras everywhere limit the players and the personnel that are allowed in so it's like your whole roster is allowed in. Everybody gets checked before they come in and do it like that and make the television product incredible. Because one thing about watching pro sports when when you're doing it in the big venues with the empty seats, it's like you notice right away. And it's like, sure, if we were watching an empty arena Leafs lightning playoff game right now, we'd be into it, but, like, you'd still have these moments where it would, like, kind of take you out of it a little bit. Like, they score a big goal to tie it up, and there's just, and they're playing Hall and Oates, and no one is in the building. Yeah, it's weird. 
Yeah, it is weird. This is what I'm saying. So you have to find a way. If you're insisting, if the leagues are insisting that we got to come back, we got to play without fans, we have to do something, you have to take the television presentation to a whole new level. And like, no, we don't need to put it in some like minor hockey barn or something like that. Or I mean, okay, sure. You could do that, but like black out the empty stands. Like I said, and turn it into like a sound stage environment, like close set lighting, incredible lighting, light the rink up. Like it's never been lit up before. So you can just see everything, put microphones and cameras everywhere. Like just Let's just see what that's like. That, to me, would be better and you would get more people in than you would watching a hockey game in an empty Scotiabank arena. That's just my opinion. Yeah, I like that. That's that's quite innovative of you. Right? That's legit. I that's like what I that. I think you a should do. soundstage. It's very pro wrestling of you. Cl- yeah, close set, man. Close set. Just yeah, it's I've just, been watching the WWE. Once they got rid of all the seats and changed the camera angle, and like brought the 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 camera like zoomed in on what's going on, and so it's not like in your face that they're having a match in this empty space. It's much better to watch. Yeah, it's just weird. Like just scoring an OT goal, and all you hear is just that hooting, hollering on the on the ice. Yeah, but that's like sliding, doing the Theo Flurry slide. That would be like, better, cool. though. You would feel that, though, if you did it in sort of like a more closed environment and they did get the OT winner and you did hear the, and you, sorry, excuse me, and you could hear the team celebrate, you would still, like, there would still be some emotion in that. Once you do it in the giant empty arena, and you can't really hear the guys celebrating and yelling and screaming and being stoked, it takes you out of it. Yeah, 100%. I, I'm totally with you Same on that. thing with Just the NBA. Explore. Yeah, this is your chance. Like, you have to do something like that. Like, somebody do something innovative, for especially, the love of God. Especially the NHL. Oh, The yeah. NHL is on the top of that list for you have to try something new if if you have the opportunity to. Well, Ryan, let's be honest. If you did a presentation like that, we all know that the NBA would go to a whole other level of epicness than the NHL could even dream of getting to. Yeah, that's true. Like, could you imagine like a, an environment like that, and you had like a Clippers Lakers West final, and it was just Kawhi against LeBron, and you had it like close up like that, and the two like close up shots of them, and like free throws and. Like that, they could totally do it. Yeah, I'm getting 100%. fired up just talking about it because I legit, in my core, I've worked in the TV industry for a decade now. I legit, in my core, feel like there is an opportunity here that these leagues need to look into and explore. Like straight up. Yeah, it's a legit concept. Especially like hockey's so different than basketball. I think basketball just like the the idea of LeBron and Kawhi is just. In so many more like households than because they're they're stars. Like that's the different everything that you just said about the NBA taking up another level. It's not even about them taking it up another level. If you have to compare the two leagues, it's about you know that LeBron's the man and you know that Kawhi's the man, and that's what's going to draw you to that matchup. And those are the two 
superstar teams in the league. And it's in the NHL. You could do some cool stuff with TV, but it's like you try to sell McDavid versus uh, Taves. And it's like, uh Well, the playoffs will sell the itself. Thing. The playoffs will sell itself, I think. You just have to work on the uh, the presentation. Like, and in saying this, like that, these are great ideas for um, the NHL and NBA. I don't know how the hell the NFL could pull something like that off. I don't know how you take a gridiron and throw it in the uh, throw it in the old soundstage. Yeah, no, it'd be just like one of those practice domes that uh, good university teams and NFL teams have those indoor domes where you just practice. I guess you could yeah. throw it in there, but that's that's yeah. weird too. I think the NFL actually, though, when it comes to um, crowd involvement and just noise, like I feel like that's the sport that I wouldn't be as hard on with no fans. Oh, I disagree, bro. I totally disagree. Offenses would be so stoked to have no crowd. You're telling me you're a visiting team and you come to Lambeau Field and you're on offense and there's no crowd in there that that's not going to help. Yeah, I agree, but I just yeah, it might it might change that a little bit. But in terms of just actual the game action, just snap to snap, there's just so much going on that I could I feel like I could kind of forget about it. But like hockey, in like you've seen it, like when the World Juniors are playing in a country where the arena isn't as filled or an area where the arena isn't as filled. And it's just, it's terrible. Like, yeah, I feel like the NFL, like I, I could, I could, I could do like some NFL with no fans. I don't know why. I just feel like it could be a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're going to insist that sports needs to come back and let's be honest, we all hope it does. Like we're, you and I are sitting here saying we don't think it's going to until they get a vaccine, which is totally valid. But like, we all hope it comes back, and we'd be all stoked one way or another if it comes back. It gives us if, for the very reason it gives us something to watch. Because I don't know about yeah, you, something but to we're, bet we're getting on to the, for all the degenerates that I know too. Yeah, there's some hungry sports gamblers around. Well, there you go. They're they're hungry, man. That's your neck of the woods. Yeah, you can't be. I I get the odd text uh, telling me to go money line on a on a. Taiwan basketball game. And sometimes I get enticed, but then lately I'm just like, ah, I might just wait. I'm waiting I for better you. wait. I'm waiting for you to go money line on a marble race. I just I I've actually for someone who who's been who's a pretty avid sports better, I've actually the amount of international sports that I've bet on is is quite shocking. I I have bet on a lot of basketball games across the world because it's just available to you online. It's just unreal what you can bet on. Like the other day I was looking up, you can bet on table tennis in in Belarus right now. I put 50 bucks on a guy, uh, table tennis. I don't know if that's a real game. (laughs) Who's keeping score of that? (laughs) Who who is monitoring this game so that millions of people could bet on it? I don't know, but you just do it anyways. But you're just going to throw some money on it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're good with that. Yeah. You just pick a guy. He could be up a little bit. It's like, okay. Or he could be down a little bit. Like, I believe in him. Yeah. You just throw it down. And it's just, I, I that's one thing, too. It's just, I know a lot of dudes who are just starving for the sports betting to come back. Like, that is such a big thing with guys my age. 
Like every guy I know puts money down on sports. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, I, to bring this conversation full circle, I just, if it, if they decide they want to come back and they don't want to wait for the vaccine, this is your opportunity to really take the television presentation to a completely new level. And it's something that I absolutely think all of these leagues, especially right now when we're hearing how far away we are from a vaccine, it's something all these leagues should be looking into and exploring and like no stone unturned as far as I'm concerned. I don't know about you, but just, well, you should be, you should head this movement. You need to take this idea to some important people who can make this happen. I think it's a good idea. Right? I think you're there. And you don't even, like, that way you don't don't need to have the commentators in-house. You could have them in a totally different facility just watching what's going on and commentating from there. Yeah, like, that's not, that's not big. That's not make or break. No, it just helps you, but it just helps you limit the amount of people in the building. Yeah, for sure. Right? I could go without, could you go without... A play-by-play guy? Uh, I'd like a play-by-play guy. It makes a difference. Even if it's just one play-by-play guy. Sometimes I feel like the yeah. color guy can get in the way. I don't want to name any names, but there's a couple color guys around a couple different leagues that are a little tough to listen to sometimes, to say the least. Oh. And then there's the best in the business, Tony Romo. Yeah, Tony. Now it's just all about... Bringing in the old hotshot QB for the yep. new color guy role. When's Peyton Manning showing yeah, up? Yeah, Monday Night Football just threw the kitchen sink at Peyton Manning, and he was like, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah, yeah. He's like, "I've already, I'm, I'm already legit. I don't need to do this." He's like, "Nah, you guys can stick with Booger." It takes a special guy to be that role, though. Like, it, just because you're an unreal quarterback doesn't mean you can be a great color guy. Yeah, that's what makes Tony so great. Is he's he's arguably a better broadcaster than he was a quarterback. Well, yeah. Look at his paycheck. He's getting paid <laughs> more than half the league, man. Yeah, it's true. His paycheck true. says that. That's a good he's point. Just so cool. Just a cool guy. Yeah, he is. He is a cool. Like when guy. he was playing, he, he was dating all those celebrities, and you're like, oh, what? What, is, what does Tony have? And you just hear him on the broadcast. You're like, I get it now. Yeah. This guy is a cool dude. I want to hang out with Tony Romo. Ryan, one of the things I wanted to do on this week's episode, in case, um, well, I'm sure you've all figured it out by now. We're 30 minutes in. Normally, when we do these shows, we have a format of some type, and we lay out what we want to talk about. And this week, we talked ahead of time and said, let's just get on there and shoot the shit. And that's exactly what we're doing. Why not? But I did want to get your opinion on some things. If you follow us on our Instagram, at Talking Buds Podcast, we've been asking the fellow buds a lot of questions lately. Ryan, I'm going to start, but we have ourselves haven't answered them. So I'm going to start with what was undoubtedly the most popular question. Who has the best goalie mask? If you want to see the selections yourself, head to Instagram at Talking Buds Podcast. Ryan is going to give his opinion right now. Is it Freddie Anderson, Curtis Joseph, Eddie the Eagle, Ed Belfour, 
or Felix Potvin? Yes, this one, it's like, this one's tough because I, Cujo was like the guy, right? And that, that's a pretty cool mask. Freddy's mask is is pretty, they're all great masks. Like even Felix is kind of old school, but it's still just a classic mask. But I got to go with Eddie the Eagle. Eddie the Eagle. For the sole purpose that it's just like that was his, like I know Cujo kind of had the same mask when he went to Detroit for, for that brief time and he kind of switched over. But the Eagle always had that mask with yeah. Chicago, with Dallas, with, the Leafs, whatever, and whatever other team he played for. The but Sharks, the San Jose Sharks. That was just a classic mask. Like, that was just Eddie the Eagle's mask, and no one else could even come close to having a mask that looked like that because that was his gimmick. And if you, have gimmick. A, if you have a gimmick like that in the NHL with a goalie mask, you're, you're pretty cool. Yeah. And his mugshot, if you look that up on Google, that's pretty cool, too. <laughs> looks like complete. Looks like he's half in the bag. I'm sure well, probably he's full in the, the bag. Yeah, yeah. He's probably yeah, sure he's probably he's all the way the there. Bag, I'm going with Felix Potvin for the same reason you just said about Eddie the Eagle because he had his same mask everywhere he went because he was Felix the Cat, and he was just as Cliff Fletcher said in the Passion Returns. Ryan, what did he say about Felix Potvin? Cool, Mister Cool. Uh, he's a cool, competitive kid. He uh, understands the challenge and wants the challenge. Felix Podvan was just because, like, he was before your time, and he like which we make, all which had, shows how young I am to, to, yeah. to most of our listeners. Yeah, we just showed Ryan's age, and yeah, we just yeah. if you remember being a kid and having the goalie mask hats. Everyone wanted the Felix Potvin hat. They had an Eddie the Eagle Blackhawks hat too. Somebody, if you remember the hat I'm talking about, comment on this on Instagram and be like, I, I feel like I know hats. the hat you're talking about. Even. Oh yeah. Those were everywhere. If yeah. You remember I feel the like hats, I'm even, yeah. Yeah. The cat. It just, it's just, it's more of a, the, the mask design isn't as good as the Eagle. Like the Eagle's just phenomenal. Oh, yeah, the Eagles, the Eagles. Epic. I love so it. I just love how Cujo. much of a great grinder uh, Ed Belfour is. Just, just, uh, just doesn't care. Love On to the, the next Eagle. one, Ryan. And this is one that I've been looking forward to asking you because I know that we are going to get a passionate response from both of us. After we pose the question about the goalie mask, I or we, rather, pose the question of these six Maple Leafs, and I'm going to name them, who are you trading and who are you keeping? John Tavares, Morgan Riley, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Freddie Anderson, William Nylander. We, we don't need to go through all six. Just say... Out of these six guys, who is an absolute untouchable and who are you putting on the trade block if you had, if you could just wave a magic wand? I'm going to go with the untouchable, I feel like was pretty unanimous. It's Austin Matthews. I'm in that camp. 
Me too. He is the untouchable. It, it, there's no, there's no doubt about it. I don't think there's even an argument to be made. Um, just he is, and the guy I would trade is John Tavares. Yeah, he would be well, the guy I would yeah. trade immediately if I had the well, opportunity to. Forget the contract shtick. We yeah. get it. It's it's whatever. If you just had a level playing field, perfect world, I would trade John Tavares over any of those guys in a heartbeat. Uh, no contracts and everything you could like wave the magic wand i'm with you on that and if you have to look at it from a contract perspective and i said this in our flashback episode it would be at this point for me it would, it would probably be marner because i think he's just making too much money that's just my opinion yeah i think john's making too much money too to be honest with you well just... yeah but tavares yeah but no one's gonna take tavares Man, we got to do a whole episode on this. Like, just talking about signing John Tavares and, like, has a career year last year. And it's like, now you we literally look at him and think, like, they name him the captain this year. And now you literally look at him and, and think. Now I'm ready to throw him out the door. Yeah. yeah. And, and I look I'm at him and go, I'm kick Whoa. John out the door. See you later, bud. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, yeah and I right. look at it's him pretty, and I'm it's like. Pretty, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. I was literally just going to say to you, well, you're stuck with him because no one's going to take him at his age in that cap hit. Yeah, I agree. Think about that. Two two years after they signed him. And we're already here going, Oh, we were no so one's gonna excited too. And you know, yeah, I we love John though. That's the thing. I love John. John's the man. Yeah. So he's a great hockey player. He's a good guy. And I was stoked to say that they signed him. I don't, I don't, think it was a bad idea or a bad decision it's just if you were to look at this list and I just like for the age and and what he's bringing you this season compared to the other guys like I just I I would trade him he'd be the first guy like you can't get rid of Riley he's he's their best defense I mean you can't get rid of Anderson he well Anderson if you if you make the argument if you were trading Anderson for another goalie of the same caliber I would actually he'd be up there pretty high for me as well yeah, to be honest with you, if you were trading yep. Freddie Anderson for the for the stud who's playing in in Washington, Samsonov, see ya, like bye, like I, I would swap him out with a guy who's who's the same caliber as, as he. But would you do age, would you do him? Would you do him for Vasilevsky one for one? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, me too. I would do it right now, hundred yeah, percent. Me too. Me too. I just to try something new. It's it's just like I love Freddie. Like we've. This has been the Freddie Anderson love podcast. I hate, I am very biased towards a goalie that I like because goalies face like very harsh criticism. It's like easily the most stressful job in pro sports. And I, I just, but I don't know. I feel like maybe he's run out of time here. I, I, I don't, I don't know if he's going to get to that level if they, Hockey does come back and they do get to the playoffs. I just don't know if he can get to that level that he needs to get to 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 carry them through a round or or two rounds or or help them win a couple rounds. Ryan, what is your all-time favorite Mike Babcock quote? Oh man. You almost have to like there's <laughs> too many. Yeah. Like obvi- obviously, good pro is is good number one pro, for for imitation. Man. Yep. A good pro, like that. That's number one. 
That's that's like the staple. But like, what was something he said in like a press conference or something that you just still to this day oh, laugh man. about? Just just grinding and grinding. the drive train. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is a drive train? I don't know, man. That is the most ridiculous optimistic talk like i just i don't know what that is what's a drive train i don't understand i get somebody has drive but why do they have to be on a choo-choo for that to be like a cool thing to have drive train what is that i like that everyone he liked was a good family man good family man good pro probably hurts your feelings a little bit I just love how it's not even a catchphrase from Mike, but I just love how Mike would go out of his way to just completely ignore all the stars on the team and just go right out of his way to compliment every single grinding hockey player. Yeah. Yeah. Just always had to do that. Just it's not even, I'm sure he believes in that, but I feel like, after a while, it just turned into a show. It just turned into to a show. It was the Mike show. What was, what ridiculous thing was Mike gonna say about one of his grinders and just completely ignore the all the other players that actually matter when it comes to to winning anything? It was just yeah. he was just unbelievable. He's a character like no other. He, he's he's Bill Belichick with without the winning. And he's just got a way bigger mouth too. Like it's just like he's just such a stubborn dude. Interesting guy. Super interesting guy. I'm so interested to see what happens to him next. And and talking about all this now with all these questions and just going on about Mike, it just made me realize just with the, with the hockey being canceled and sports being gone for so long, it's just even my perspective not being like in it all is just completely changed. Like now I look back at Mike and it's like, I I don't, I don't hate Mike at all. He was, he was hilarious. He was an extremely entertaining person and he's very interesting. Like I want to know the guy, Mike Babcock, like what he's a very weird guy. Do you want to play for him though, Ryan? Absolutely not. (laughs) I would, I still stand behind that. That is, I would last a week with Mike Babcock as my coach. Yeah, you said that for day you said that from day one. Yeah, there's no way I, I would survive under that guy. He would drive me nuts. <laughs> oh. Uh yeah. I agree. More of a torts guy. Oh torts. That's a guy who I would love playing for. My God, Ryan, no. What? Ugh. What do you mean? I don't, I don't. I don't know. Like I, I'd, I'd like playing for Sheldon Keefe. Sheldon Keefe's a supply teacher, man. Like, like it, we're gonna find. He better. I don't know. He gives me supply teacher vibes sometimes. Well, he said the other day. Someone asked him the other day what he's been watching since uh, the whole quarantine started, and he said, "I've been watching the Toronto Maple Leafs." Good. Yeah, this is the perfect time to film. study every single player on your hockey yes. team. And get Ryan, to this, know them like inside out. This Ryan, is your opportunity. Yeah. Like this, this, this might not be the worst thing that could happen in terms of like Keith and Dubas getting some time. Like Dubas posts a pick today and he's wearing the Conquer COVID shirt and behind him he's got his laptop and he's got two TVs and he's got a game going. He's watching film. Good. 
Every, I just hope every team and every coach should be doing this. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Like, just st- like leave leave who you're gonna draft and all that stuff to the scouts, and you guys just watch games. Like, go back and watch all the games, and there's quite a few of them where you just stunk the joint out for three periods this year. And just be honest with yourself while yes. watching them. Yes. Don't like that's the thing about these general managers and these owners and anybody who's involved in a hockey team. It's just when you watch it, just don't be biased. Like you can see that that guy's dogging. I could just see a general manager just coming up with a bunch of excuses while watching film just to make himself feel better. Like this is the perfect, like I would love that if I was a GM right now, like this is the time to just chill and just dissect everything. Yeah. Cause the league's dead. There's like no trade calls. There's no like contract negotiations are probably at a stalemate. Like, just sit and watch some film every single day. Yeah, there's another one. Yeah, there's another one. Just got to keep grinding. Yeah. <laughs> Mike. I know, God, man. God, that guy gave us so much. He did. So much material. Mike might be the goat of, in the Hall of Fame, Talking Buds Hall of Fame. Oh, in terms, of, in terms of quotes? Yeah, in terms of just content, just constant content. He Mike Babcock is in the hall. He might be in the first inductee into the Hall of Fame. Mike Babcock would be an unreal heel manager that thinks he's a babyface. Yeah, honestly, right? Literally, he's like he's a heel, and the fans boo him. But in his mind, he's a babyface. I'm sure that's yeah, perfect. That's a perfect way of describing him. Yes. Mike. Just right, let's go off the board here, Ryan. Man. And for the record, Ryan does not know the questions that I'm asking him here, but we're gonna go off the board for this one. And by off the board, I mean like not necessarily leaf related. What is your all time favorite Toronto sports moment? That's a hard one, man. Because that you can like that you can like just, remember the, le- the least have just meant meant nothing, right? Because it's like, like you we, know you could say you could say like the Carter home run or like Gilmore scoring on Cujo, but it's like we don't we don't really remember that. It doesn't have to be good either. Like one of my most memorable moments was the game that we watched last week. I'd say all three of them. Even like I, I remember all three of them pretty like. Those were horrible losses. I'd say like just the Leafs gaffes just over and over and over again is is what I've lived through most. Like in terms of most memorable, like I we could recite everything that's happened with this team with general managers and coaches and a new management team coming in. Like that's my memory of being a Toronto sports fan. It's just like here's a new management coming in to make things better. Here's a new management with all the teams. Yeah. In terms of positivity, it's the Blue Jays in 2015 and 2016. Like that 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 is the most positive well no, other Ryan. than the Raptors obviously. Yeah, yeah. That was amazing. Now that, that yes. that's the most positive. Yes. Absolutely. That, the, I had a, I had a hell of a, that I had a hell of a time watching that, but I don't want to be that guy who like I love Toronto sports. I like the Raptors, but I there's so many other guys out there who are way bigger basketball fans than I am. Yeah, but it was still a memorable ride. Like for me, I would say the most memorable moments in my 
life as a Toronto sports fan are like, I have good memories of um, when I was younger, watching the Leafs eliminate the senators in the first round year after year in like the Cujo mats era. And then you've got the Jays with the Batista bat flip. And then the following year with Encarnacion hitting the walk off Homer to eliminate the Orioles in the wild card game. And then last year, Kawhi Leonard, that's all I'm going to say. It's like the Raptors slash Kawhi Leonard, like the shot coming back and dominating Giannis in the East final. And then just taking over against the Warriors. Like those, like that Raptors run. They've, Cause they've been replaying the games on TSN at sports. And like you check in and watch a few here. Like, and we were watching the game the other day with the shot in game seven, where they eliminated the Sixers and like, man, that was just so, so unbelievable. And like to bring it back around to the Leafs, it's like, you're right. It's like they're, there hasn't really been a moment like that. Like there's been the most memorable and exciting moment was the OT winner. This was on Sportsnet earlier today too. The OT winner in game three against the Capitals to go up 2-1. Yeah, I just, I, I when I really think about it after everything you've said, it's just being a Toronto sports fan. Everything to me, like, I, I wasn't going to say about the Raptors was, like, that was a great run for me, but I'm not, like, I'm not going to pretend I'm, like, the biggest Raptor fan on planet Earth. It was really cool to watch, but, like, most of my focus in my life has been Jays, Leafs, mostly Leafs. I've kind of fallen out with the Jays a little bit, but the Leafs, to me, every year growing up, it was, here's a new management team to make things better. Here's a new management team. Here's a new management team. And for years, the Raptors were the same thing. Here's Brian Colangelo. Here's this guy. Here's JP Ricciardi. Here's Alex Anthopoulos. Like, here's John Farrell. Like, it was just every year. It was just like somebody new coming in to be the hero. And it that was the same thing. Mike's Mike Babcock's coming in. It's like, oh, here we go. Brennan Shanahan's coming in. Like that that has been my whole life as a Toronto sports fan. That's what I remember the most. And it's not really a moment, but it's just like it's it's the main thing I've lived through. It's just Erky. management changes. Dave Nonis, coaching yep. changes, Ron Wilson, yep. Randy Carlisle. Well, Dave Nonis like Dave Nonis didn't exactly come in with a bunch of fanfare. He took over after they gassed Berkey. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, my most memorable moment as a sports fan, being the Tom Brady guy that I am, was the twenty fifteen Super Bowl. The the Seattle Patriots Super Bowl. Even more than the uh Falcons one? Yeah, no, the more than the Even Falcons. Even more than twenty eight three. Yeah, because it was it they, they lost two. Like they were they won those early three, and that, that was awesome, but then they blew the perfect season, which sucked. And then they go and they lose again in twenty eleven. And it's like this is terrible. And, and both on ridiculously unbelievable catches against Eli Manning, which is so annoying. And Tom Coughlin, who's just face I want to hit sometimes. The old glasses face. And then and then that one, it was like Malcolm Butler saved the legacy. As Skip right. Bayless would say, Ray Allen and Kyrie Irving saved LeBron's legacy. Yeah. <laughs> Malcolm Butler saved Tom Brady's legacy. And they were able to go three more or two more after that one. Yep. That was the that was my most exciting like for all the 
for people who know me personally, they know I've been cheering for the Patriots forever. And like going through those Super Bowls with them, like even though people would chirp me being like your bandwagon or whatever, but just that was like my, like I got to experience cha- cool championship things that I actually, like when I was watching them, I really cared about it. So that made up for the Ron Wilson, the Randy Carlisle, the Berkey, the Nonis, the Lou Lamorello, Pat Quint, like, you know, just Brian Colangelo, Ricciardi, Anthopolis. Now we got the two other guys running the Jays. Like, I don't know. That's my tangent. All right, Rob, I got to ask you a question now. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm like leaning towards like the ultimate question. But I, I don't know if I want to ask you that. But I'm going to anyways. Who is the greatest Toronto Maple Leaf of all time? The greatest and, or and my favorite? You can go both. Because as as two pro wrestling fans that we are, you know the difference between the greatest, the and, greatest your and your favorite. Oh. You know? Okay. So... In the greatest category, it's probably Dave Keon, Daryl Sittler, Boreas Salming. Like those types guys, those type of guys, excuse me. My all-time favorite Maple Leaf is Dougie Gilmore. All, always has been, always will be. Uh, Wendell's in there. Matt's. Like think of them all. Like, like... There's been some great players that have come through here, Ryan, d- despite the lack of Stanley Cups. And the reason why sometimes you and I are extra hard on him is because I think deep down in our souls, we believe that Austin Matthews has the ability to surpass all of them and become the greatest Maple Leaf of all time. So if I had to say goat Maple Leaf, like the Leafs themselves tell you it's Dave Keon. But my all-time favorite Maple Leaf is Doug Gilmore. Yeah, it's just so hard to to, to include the other eras. Like, you know, like you never watch Dave Keon play. Like, I always have this debate with a lot of people. I'm just like, who's the greatest of this? Who's the greatest of that? It's the most endless debate of all time. You could just debate forever about it. I just think it's such a it's like if you ever want to get heated with somebody about sports, if you disagree on like who the goat is of a certain team or the league or whatever, it, you can it, it I've gotten heated with some people about like LeBron MJ like stuff like that. And then with the Leafs, I think the goat is oh man. You you have to say Keon because of the era. But I'm gonna throw Mats in there as well. Yeah, dude, I have such a soft for, for, spot for Mats. For my for for like my era, like it's hard not to like I'll throw it to Dave Keon because you can't disrespect what the guy did in the past. But when it comes to just like who ran the team, and then you listen to like the O Dog stories on, on 1050 about Mats and like pulling out the black card and stuff, like in the contract, it's like this guy was a legend, man. Like, yeah, this yeah, guy he was. was a legend. Yeah, yeah, he was. Yeah. Like those, those are the two goats. And then my, I, I don't know. Like I never, I was never, um, like I can never remember Wendell playing, but my number was always been seventeen. 
and I just always love Wendell. Like we always grew up watching old VHSs of the the Leafs and their their the '93 run or or all the Rock'em Sock'ems and all the old documentaries. And like, how could you not love Wendell? Like, if you had to pluck any player from Maple Leafs history to put on their team right now for what they need, like you can't get any better than Wendell. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like you, yeah. you like what like the guy was the man. Like just drop yeah. the gloves, beat dudes up, hit guys hard, scored a bunch of goals. Great beard, great number, great stash back in the day. Yeah, captain. Yeah. One of the greatest hits in the history of the league on Bruce Bell. Did it all. Yeah. So, yeah, I just that debate is just and with Leafs, like sometimes I got a little insecure about the Leafs. Like, um, like if you look at the Canadians' history, like they they have a lot more players that have, have kind of gone through there who've been legends. And like the Leafs, it's like Dougie wasn't really like around for that long, you know? No, even though he's a legend and he's a beauty, but he didn't. He never won anything. Like no. you know, well, like the, yeah, well, Ryan, what do they all have in common? They, except they for Keon, they didn't win anything. Yeah, except for Keon. I know it sucks. Yeah, it does suck. <laughs> sucks, sucks. <sighs> and if you had to, okay, and then my my other question is: if you had, I know this is a Leaf podcast, but I'm talking to Rob here, like Rob. Mm-hmm. If you had to, if if the NFL, NBA, NHL, MLB, if only one league had to come back, which oh. one would you pick? Uh, I'm not talking, I'm not talking to the talking bud here. I'm talking to Rob. Well, for the purposes of the podcast, because I don't want to throw you under the bus, but yeah, for you're throwing me under the bus with this one for the purposes of the podcast. And because I love doing the talking buds podcast and because I grew up watching leaf hockey, I would, I would probably pick, I would pick the NHL just because like the, the, the blue and white of the Maple Leafs is like in my bones since I was a kid and this show and it's just nothing would make me happier than watch, seeing the Maple Leafs win a Stanley Cup. But, but I love the National Football League and I love the ritual that is Football Sunday so much and I would miss it like you wouldn't believe I I just I love the NFL. I love the the fact that there's only 16 games. Well, now with the new uh the new schedule change or whatever, the new CBA, there's 17 games, but it just makes every game so important. And there's a week build up between games and you're just stoked and they're all on at the same time and you can fire up the red zone. And like you're talking earlier about being sports gamb like being a huge sports gambler. Is there any better sport to gamble on than the National Football League? Well, in terms of winning, I think there are better sports, but when it when it comes to just like the ultimate it's just the ultimate day. It's beer yes. Sunday. Yes. It's bet Sunday. Yes. It's it's just all the it just seems like a big deal all the time. Yes. Like all the Hall of Famers are on the broadcast. There's prime time. There's Michael Irvin. There's like you don't see a lot of like the thing about NHL broadcasts is you don't you don't see a lot of Hall of Famers around. And you, sometimes you turn on the NFL network and it's like, oh, there's four Hall of Famers sitting there talking about the games. 
that right? you are just, going to be currently betting on and what information can you take in to make sure you're picking the right spread or you're just going flat out money line. Like it's just so good, dude. Or, or, or over under or whatever. Like I, I totally agree. Like it's just, I, I love the Leafs. Like if it was just the Leafs alone, like you got to pick the Leafs. Yes. But like if the Leafs get dusted in the first round, it's like, I, I honestly, I'm, I'm going to be hundred percent. I'm not that stoked to watch. I'm, I will watch it, but I'm not that stoked to watch the lightning and, the caps like I, I don't know like you know well the, and you know what it's funny you mentioned that ryan because this that's one of the things that's kind of bumming me out about this current situation is like oh, i you're telling me that you wouldn't have stuck around after the leaf game was over to watch game one of oilers flames of course like there's a series that i can get into that doesn't feature the maple leafs Yeah, like that. That's a pretty legit matchup, right? Yeah, like the, that, that's a dude, pretty. That's a pretty how are, stellar. How matchup. are you feeling right now, Ryan? If you're an Oilers fan, you're that in the playoffs. Sucks. Yeah, yeah. You're in the playoffs. You're, David you're, is you're, healthy. Drysaddle has a billion points. Yeah, and over forty goals. Like yeah. just yeah, yeah. it and sucks. Season's canceled. Yeah, the West is wide open too. Like yes. the, the the Blues are legit, but like other than that, like that 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 um Pacific Division is just like anybody's ball game too. Yep. Yeah, it sucks for some fan bases. Like I like me, I'm I'm kind of like I, I'm afraid of what will happen in the playoffs. So a part of me is kind of like, oh, like I don't think this is what was their year to win the cup. So. Well, and that's the thing, right? It's like we're all we're all bummed that we're not getting to watch playoff hockey, Maple Leaf playoff hockey. But like, I don't think anyone is sitting here going like, "Well, they had a legit chance to win it all this year." I don't yeah, think anyone's no, sitting here. Thinking I don't that. think so. so and it's like I, it's totally different if you're an Oiler fan, dude. It's like they had a decent season; they're in the playoffs. The West and, is wide open. Yeah, and the East is way more scary than the West when it comes to top dogs. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, like no man. way. Yeah. Yeah. All right, buddy. Well, I think that's a good note to uh, wrap this week's episode on. Here I was thinking that we'd get on here and like sort of talk and do a quick little 30, 35 minute and we've been on here for over an hour. Time Pretty flies impressive. when you're having fun, man. Yeah, that's right, buddy. Exactly what happens. Thank you very much, everyone, for downloading the show. Continue to engage with us on our Instagram at Talking Buds Podcast. That is our primary social media account. We don't really have much of a presence anywhere else. Neither one of us is a huge Twitter person. Too much toxic negative energy, eh, Ryan? We've already had a lot of conversations about Leaf Twitter. It's a, it's a, it's a common discussion point in our podcast. Just something that neither one of us wants any part of. So if you want to engage with us on social and we encourage you to do so, look us up on Instagram at Talking Buds Podcast. Thanks everyone for downloading. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. Leave a review. It always helps. We'll catch you guys next week. Hi, I'm Emily Roger and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. 
Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. The Podcast Super Friends is a monthly meeting of five podcast producers. Hi, I'm Catherine O'Brien from Branch Out Programs in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I'm John Gay from Jagged Detroit Podcasts. I'm Matt Kundle from the Sound Off Podcast Network. I'm David Yes from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. And I'm Johnny Peterson from Straight Up Podcasts. Together, they form the Podcast Super Friends, an alliance of podcast masterminds sharing best practices, insights, and discussions to help make you a better podcaster. Follow or subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or at soundoff.network.